Hi, my name is Hina Solanke. Welcome to the Phil Fabulous Show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, whoever's tuning in to the Feel Fabulous podcast. Obviously, I'm streaming live on uh, Facebook and um, via StreamYard. And I have got the beautiful, I'm absolutely delighted today with the beautiful Katie Hill from Limitless. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi, my darling. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is very fun. And hello to everybody watching on Facebook and YouTube and yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So Katie Hill um, is famously known from so many different shows, Blue Peter, Top of the Pops, which was one of my favorites. Um, I mean, gosh, you'd be jumping out of planes or you'd be doing this and you'd be doing that. But you're an award-winning um, BAFTA presenter. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, Who knew, right? Amazing. amazing. But you grew up in Dorset. Um, so how did that lead to presenting? How did it all start? Well, I was I was um, a spectacularly shy child and oh. I was the child who would go red at school if she had to say anything in front of the group and assemblies were just like awful out-of-body experiences. Um, I remember being physically sick before the swimming gala that happened every year. Um, just awful, just hated anything in front of people. But I was what was known at the time as a tomboy. Now, now we just call her a badass girl. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> at the time, the label was tomboy, and I was the one climbing trees with my brother. Yeah. You know, um, just doing all the stuff and loving it. And um, at the time, you know, I was born in '71, so this was the '70s. It was like girls um, got sewing kits for Christmas, boys got the Meccano and the fun stuff. Yeah. And Blue Peter for me was the one place I saw girls doing all the stuff I wanted to do. Yeah. And it, you know, it's normal now. But then it was before the Spice Girls. There'd been no girl power. There'd been yeah. none of that. Yeah. Lucy stuff absolutely and so for me blue peter was this magical domain where um i just saw girls doing all the stuff i wanted to do and all the stuff the guys were doing yeah which to me was a complete no-brainer so that's what i wanted to present from about the age of five brilliant that was so inspirational for me because i was exactly the same as a young child i was always dotted around my father and wanted to build things and do things like that and then yeah watching you on screen it's just incredible and you were just really oh. just out there is like fabulous so um yeah it's yeah, great I loved it I mean it was you know to land that job was incredible and um and I um you know worked my ass off like people who say you're so lucky it's like well, you know yes you have to be right place at the right time yeah but I worked so hard to get that job yeah and it was I mean it's quite a miraculous job to land because at the time there were only four channels yeah and so oh, Oh, yes. The inroads for a wannabe presenter were very few and far between. Plus, with Blue Peter, you not only had to be right for the show, you had to complement the lineup at that time. So, if they already had an all action girl at the time I went for it, I wouldn't have got it because they would have wanted someone a bit more 
you know, gentle or who was a bit scared of that stuff. So it really is like there's so many elements into landing that job that yeah. it's so miraculous to actually do it. That's it. Yeah. You see, sometimes for the public, they only see the, the front part. They don't see that hard grafting from behind, do they? And it is hard grafting. It's a real hustle yeah. to get where you want. It's a real hustle. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I worked so much for free. I remember um, at 18, I didn't go to university. I went traveling for a year and I came back confident and um, sure that doing Blue Peter and being in broadcast was what I wanted to do. And so I worked, you know, in local radio for free. Wow. I presented on Lodeon for free. I taught myself to type so I could get a job at the BBC. Like, there were so many steps to landing it. And, and one thing I'm massively hot on is there's so much around at the moment about manifesting and, um, you know, all of that stuff. And, and whilst there's an element that I like about it and the law of attraction and all of that, yes. what I think some people take from it, which is a real danger, is that it's up to God, it's up to the universe yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 you have to put the steps in place to get there. Like, there's other stuff that needs to happen at the same time. Yes. But I remember being at school with a girl who was so much more on paper a Blue Peter presenter than me, and she had, she trained at RADA, you know, I'm terrible at acting. Um, <laughs> there was so much that she could offer that I couldn't. But her approach was, um, I'd love to present Blue Peter. If it's right, it'll happen. Oh, God. My approach was, no. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. There's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so so it was just incredible. That's, that's a lot of hard work. Yeah, no, that's yeah. brilliant. No, absolutely. I completely agree with that. So in your time, you have, you have, now let's really go for the name dropping because you have actually interviewed some, um, some really huge names. Um, could you tell us about that? Uh, um, yeah, so I, I, I was really lucky because on Blue Peter, I got to interview, you know, amazing people because of the show it is, all of their PR just say yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, Britney Spears, um, Will Smith. Wow. Uh, like, wow. That's brilliant. Amazing caliber people. And then after the show, I did Top of the Pops and then I also became the first woman to front a chart show um, on Hit 40 UK, which was weird because I'd grown up recording the chart trying to trying to get the song so the presenters weren't in it <laughs> so suddenly I'm like there's me being the presenter between the songs wow and I'll, you know and again with that we got incredible access to people and I do generally find that the loveliest most genuine people to interview are the people at the height of their game yeah and the wannabes are not quite there are the ones that are the primas and actually the the really established ones are dreamy yeah that's amazing what kind of things did you talk about though what can you remember what you talked about I'm trying to remember Robbie Williams I what did I talk about with Robbie Williams that was funny because that was when I was hosting at Capital FM and um, I had to do an interview with him there and actually that was funny because he asked me out on air. Oh, wow. I'm sure he'd ask everybody out. And 
actually, when you're that caliber, who can you go out with? He couldn't go out with, you know, someone who was going to sell their story. Yeah. And so he asked me out on it. And then that's a that's an interesting side of being known is that you have to live with headlines for the rest of time after that moment. And yeah. One of the papers, I did an interview with one of the papers, and we didn't even talk about that. But because it had been on the radio, people had heard it. And the headline that they ran with on the cover of the um, magazine was, um, Robbie wanted me, but I said no. <laughs> and, and that hadn't come out in the interview at all. And it just makes you look like you absolutely love yourself, which couldn't be Oh, gosh, yeah. And, you know, you can't come back on that. There was no social media then, so you couldn't go on and go, just so you know. Um, so, yeah, it was a funny world, but so much fun. Oh, so wow. Gosh. Yeah. Sounds amazing. So in 2019, um, something yes. quite um, big happened in your life and was life changing. Could you tell us more about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, um, so I, um, left broadcasting and I moved to Los Angeles and had a family and I very much consciously wanted to take a step back from broadcast to raise my kids. That was just my choice. Right. And I spent you know, years, um, working flat out and I wanted to enjoy life. And we knew that if we stayed in the UK, it's very easy. Uh, sorry. It's very hard to turn the work down. Yeah. So we moved to Los Angeles with three suitcases and, uh, an eight-month-old daughter at the time. Wow. And I lived an amazing life there, a beachy life, just, you know, um, shorts and a vest top and flip-flops every day. It was brilliant. And and it was really grounding for me because I think to take a step away from the celebrity world, which I know wanted to be a part of anyway, it's just a byproduct of the job. Mm -hmm. um, it was so lovely just to be me for three years over there. And so when we came back here, I was like, do you know what? I don't want to be in that machine anymore. It's not, I wanted to present a specific show. I didn't want to be a presenter or famous per se. Right. And so I decided that I wanted to train to become a coach. And so I trained in London um, in NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I did full coach training to become a personal development coach. Wow. So with that, I it morphed from just coaching, which in itself is amazing, mm -hmm. into um, into speaking. And I got asked to go to Los um, to Florida to speak at a conference, right. and I was um, sharing the stage with Erin Brockovich. Wow! Her. Gosh! Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow! So they, they said to me, "Would you come and speak?" And basically, I had to inspire their delegates that were at this conference. Wow! And Erin was speaking on the same stage and it was just amazing but it opened up this whole new avenue for me right. it's limitless and so, so October last year I was that's 2019 working as a coach I went to Bauer Media in London to give my limitless talk to their um, clients to their personnel and three days later um, I had quite a spectacular head injury and what shook me most about it was that if I um, got a head injury from having a car crash or something exotic, you know, jumping out of a plane, all the things that I did in my past. Yeah. You sort yeah. of expect that, expect that 
with the territory, it's like, okay, you jumped out of a plane or you went down a bobsleigh run. That's what happens. I always knew the risks in those days yeah. of what the job I was doing entailed. What, what you wouldn't expect to get a head injury doing is chasing your 14-year-old daughter to the loo. <gasps> oh, my gosh. The mum fun, and I was flying up the stairs. We've got more than one bathroom. Like, I didn't need to go to chase her to the loo. But it was half past seven on a school morning, and I was like, you know what? Sometimes it happens. I'm quite a fun mum. And I was like, I'm going to bring the fun. And I chased her up the stairs, and we were killing ourselves laughing and pulling each other's shorts. And, and I, my ugly boots caught on the top step and I flew across the bathroom I, it happened so fast I barely remember it but basically my face landed in the lid of the loo that was up and you know the plastic discs that stop it banging literally oh my goodness yeah so um, so I remember just kind of pulling away and <gasps> knowing I knew something really bad had happened because the crunch in my head was so <gasps> massive. Oh my gosh. And I feel like that's my sweet daughter wouldn't see. And I said, I'm just going to pop downstairs and see Daddy. And I took my hand away and he, I've never seen him move so fast to get the phone. So yeah, so I basically cut my head open from there to there. Um, it was two layers right down to the bone. And I honestly lay on the sofa thinking I was dying. I literally thought, that's it. I've got oh my gosh. I'm on the way out. Um, and the ambulance came and I went to the John Radcliffe uh, Hospital in Oxford. And they stood me up and, and it's, um, you know, I realised you don't find out about head injuries until you've had one. Right. The amount of people that I spoke to who said if it had been fractioning either way, I might not be here. <gasps> and Oh, my hair's so just gone up. <laughs> I, remember, I remember being in the hospital and um, part of my limitless speech that I delivered three days prior at Bauer Media um, is about owning your scars. Right. And that's how... I've always in life chosen to use the yeah. all the time and when something happens you either go under your duvet and think poor me or you refuse to let it um, spoil the rest of your life you know and you choose to power out of it and so there were a few days when I felt sad for myself because I was in shock Yeah. and I remember sobbing on my husband saying I didn't want to wear my talk on my head um, but then I was like, you know what? I'm still here. It could have been so much worse. Thank God it wasn't my 14-year-old daughter because a facial skull would be a huge thing to live with at that age. And at the time, oh. I thought I was going to have a huge... When they sew it up, it's so horrific looking that it's quite psych a psychological thing to have to live with. Yeah. And I... And I decided to view it as what I describe it as my limitless scar, and my company's called Limitless. And when I look at it in the mirror, I genuinely let it power me on because it's like, you know what, you could have not been here. Fantastic. And I feel a little bit like 2020 has been a bit of a wake up call for everybody in the way that was a wake up call for me. Right. It's like, if you're not living, you're all out incredible, limitless, feel fabulous life. Yeah. What are you actually doing? What are we doing here? What is the point? Exactly. Exactly. It's so easy just to tread water through life and go, oh, well, 
I don't love my job, but I like it. And, yeah. and it's like, no, like this, it can change like that. And I think that's what scared me most was that it was in the safety of my own home, doing something as mundane as going to the toilet or yeah. my kids to the loo. You know, it wasn't yeah. going 80 on a BM25, yeah. 70 on 25. Ironic, isn't it? With all that you've done as well, all the, you know, yeah. all that adventure and and that's how it actually happened that's just yeah. incredible amazing yeah really crazy yeah and um you know and I genuinely feel more powerful with my scar um and I just think you know what it's like what a reminder that life can be short you know it could have been taken away from me this time last year in my life wow and I 100% realized that and now it's really um ignited the fire even more in my belly for helping people with limitless because it's like I'm so passionate about life brilliant so, yeah oh that's amazing yeah. that's amazing and we're going to talk a little bit about that as well but that's how I actually got into my um, industry of work as well so I obviously uh, camouflage scars um, with yeah. you know or remodel scars even now so rather than camouflaging my next thing now is I actually remodel but it all came from myself falling ill and getting you know needing work and it just it just kind of guided me into um, where I am now so I definitely wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that but it's so it's interesting that your story is similar Sorry, because, yeah. Because I just think, like you would say, and I would say that you're at a much more fulfilled and powerful place now. Absolutely. Than before, and I think to be able to reframe something terrible that happens, yeah. And I genuinely look at it, and I'm a bit like, look what I walked through, and I'm still ready here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's high five to that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, massive positive. Yeah. Right? No, that is um, positive. And, and now you're uh, yeah. the next thing I want to talk about is now. So now you. You, you're using all your experiences and all your energy and you're putting it into your coaching as you mentioned so you've done a bit of training there and now you're doing one-to-ones could you tell us yeah. a little bit about that so how does that work yeah how, no I've done that I've been doing that for years so I fully, oh. qualified, fully qualified in like 2017 and then I oh. my big talk in 2018 so right I've been working with the coach for a few years but I didn't announce it publicly I kind of was doing it I see really I see yeah um, because I wanted to my life has been so public and actually it felt really lovely to have a secret that was mine that nobody knew apart from my close family and friends and so initially all the people I was coaching was friends of friends who I trusted not to say anything yeah Um, and you know because I think otherwise you have to be naught to 100 instantly when you're in the public eye yeah you you can't learn your craft like everyone else so I spent a few minutes secretly honing and learning my craft wow Um, and now yeah so I have interesting with lockdown uh, the demand for coaching went through the roof yeah suddenly people have hit this massive pause I know a lot of people were working furlough you know it's super stressful yeah with the pause has come this huge I liken it to shaking an 80s extra sketch that we used to love yes yes oh gosh what brilliant analogy yeah but I feel like that's what 2020's been and it's like life as we knew it has been shaken to the core actually instead of letting that um, upset the system rather than have that feeling use the vulnerability like lean into the vulnerability and think right 
we move heaven and earth to avoid this feeling like feeling vulnerable is the worst yeah yeah amazing thing that i love which is um a ship in a harbor is safe but that's not what ships are for and it's like we we like to stay within the safety of our harbor walls and what we're actually meant to do to grow and to develop is to launch out onto that ocean and be brave and all of the stuff and we don't and this year has kind of forced us out of the harbor yeah that ship ship is sailing yeah what's possible from this place of vulnerability now um that's been forced upon us but you may as well run with it so yeah demand for one-to-one coaching went off the scale i've got clients all over the world because now it's all on zoom yeah Um, so it's been so lovely like for me it feels um it feels so right that in my early career i was coming alongside girls and cheerleading them into living an all-out life and now i feel like i'm doing the same thing again you know it's it's amazing it's amazing yeah (laughs) brilliant role model absolutely amazing so for somebody who's really struggling out there at the moment could be um divorced just feeling low still trying to get over the uh, lockdown just a low mindset what advice what bits of advice could you give to them I mean, I think now more than ever, um, leaning on your habits is so key. And I'm a huge fan of routine. So, you know, I've got a podcast on this week, funnily enough, about how I exercise for my head, not my body. Like, for me, exercise is predominantly about what it does here yeah. and a lovely byproduct is the fact that I can get a bit of Madonna on but <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't Brilliant. exercise for my body and it's like because the the list of um, benefits of exercise is, is crazy yeah. actually for me get up in the morning and I know that I have made a commitment to myself that I get up I put my lycra on and I do my yoga every single morning or I go for a run every single morning it's non-negotiable it's set in stone and the minute that becomes a habit it just powers you up for the day so I'm a massive fan of you know I've got another podcast sorry this isn't meant to be talking about my podcast but I guess that's so okay yeah yeah absolutely um, I've got another one called owning your mornings because I think mornings are key like if you look at high performers I know you um, I know you're a huge fan like me of the lovely Rob Moore yeah and um, you know mornings are 90% of high performers get up early and there's a reason for it and when yeah. I used to do hot breakfast I used to get up at 3.30 in the morning wow. and um, be on air from 6 till 10 and I came off at 11 feeling like I could take on the world not yes. feeling like I thought I would yeah. be knackered yeah. and it made me realise how mornings can really energise you Like, and I guess it's because you hit 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock when you think most people starting the day and you're like wow look at what I've just yeah I was just going to say the same thing yeah, hasn't even started so Brilliant. I'm not saying now is the time for people to do that but, I, but what I am saying is now is the time to really work out what habits serve you well in life you know and make sure you move your body that's non-negotiable for everybody make sure you're powering yourself up with the right stuff in terms of nutrition make sure you're powering yourself up in terms of the right stuff with regard to social media you know there's so much on there that can drag you down yes. it's so easy to fall down a rabbit hole and if your social media feed doesn't inspire or build you up in some way, why are you following that person? You know, really be mindful yeah. about how 
of you're showing up to life and the habits you've got in place because they honestly support you through all of this uncertainty that's been the thing that I've learned on the most yeah my next question was going to be so what is how do you uh, what is your self-care what do you do for self-care and what's your zen time but I suppose it's like your exercise is it or your or your yeah, yoga it's my it's my exercise so I get up at six o'clock I have um, a black coffee uh, I do my yoga from 6.15 to 6.45 here's the other thing with exercise I think we overthink it and in the past I've been guilty of having some zhuzhi gym membership and then I rock up and I'll do you know an hour's class and then 45 minutes on the treadmill or something ridiculous yeah and then and then I'll come out all enthusiastic and go I'm going to do that every day this week and then I'm going to go back <laughs> and then and then you're on the, the next week and then you're berating yourself because you didn't do it yeah Actually, summer 2020 I felt in amazing shape and I had been doing my yoga every morning but it's 20 minutes of yoga Monday to Friday that's all I do yeah and I was ripped like I had not a, not a not an eight pack I was kind of four pack definitely brilliant that's, that's, that's better than me <laughs> Yeah, so and so it, it is doable, and I think we just think of this huge oh, exercise, and no. it's just about moving your body more, definitely, it really and it's about the commitment to it, and it's about the regularity of it. And so, twenty minutes Monday to Friday, six fifteen to six forty-five. Then I go up and get the kids up, and then we have breakfast, and um, I do the school run at the moment, which uh-huh. I love. There are different schools, and so it's a forty-five minute round trip. Oh wow! We talk about everything. Oh. I feel like that trip is like me blowing them up like helium balloons. Oh, oh that's amazing. Um, yeah, and then the rest of the day I'm coaching or I'm currently working on an online course which um, goes on sale in December, launches January, which is basically to handhold people through this time and to share everything that I know that would be useful and to help, you know, help everyone face 2021 because yeah. it's uncertain times. Yeah, no. So, yeah. Absolutely, that sounds amazing. Um, exercise for me, I think same. I, I'm into running. I never used to be, but I started doing some charity fundraisers. And since yeah. I started running, it was exactly that. It wasn't nothing to do with the body. It was what it was doing for my mind. So if I'm a little bit stressed, I want to go out and run. And that just sorts me out. You know, it's that air and that wind. I feel like it's just so, it's just so therapeutic and so peaceful and calming, yet you're still exercising your body. And it's incredible, like the physiological benefits are completely wow. Like on the podcast, I literally list the list at the beginning and I make the point that, you know, if this was a supplement you could take, you'd have checked out before I'd finished this word. Like, yeah. we want, you know, we want all those benefits, but we don't want to show up to get them. And it's like the difference it makes is huge. And, you know, for me, when I feel sluggish, if I haven't been in training, it affects my mind and I don't yes. I come on the front foot and grabbing life and yeah. um, you know, living life in in drive. I just feel like I'm coasting, which I don't like at all. No, so, no. Yeah. It energizes you, doesn't it? It motivates yeah. you, energizes you. So completely. Moving on to a little bit now about another routine of yours. So you look fabulous. Do you have a special skin routine? <laughs> I do. So um, I uh, 
I mean, I'm, I'm not obsessed with skincare in any way. I um, turned 50 next year, so I decided wow. to do everything I can to keep things as they are. Um, I think my grandma always had good skin, so that was wonderful. I have Botox down my scar to keep it flat. Right. Um, so I want to get that out there from the get-go so nobody says, oh, I'm sure she's had Botox. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Thank you for me with that, but no. Um, so down the scar to keep it flat. I have wow. It, but the, yeah. The rest of it, the rest of it is me. Um, and there's a skincare brand that I love, and there's a um, a machine that I love, which basically um, plumps your collagen. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like everyone else. I'm not going to spend a fortune on skincare because I am a mum. I have a family. There's always going to be other things to spend money on exactly so, um, I love face oils um, and yeah I just look after myself and then I'm also really big on nutrition so I recently um, interviewed a nutritionist and uh-huh. she's amazing and she makes the point of how we should be eating protein at every single meal because every function your body has requires protein yeah so yeah. the whole thing of having cereal for breakfast that doesn't work because <laughs> it's not doing what it needs to do yeah so I now do um intermittent fasting yes me too and my black coffee in the morning and then I have a protein shake at about midday with protein and I have avocado and spinach and um some collagen powder and that's it really and, brilliant you know well you look great looking after yourself and yeah and I think also just being aware that a lot of people on Instagram, I mean, I follow people who I adore with all my heart, but they make a big point of doing a hashtag no filter, but I know they've had every procedure under the sun. Yeah. So it's like, you know, don't believe the smoke and mirrors that you see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I have days when I look more tired than others, so. Well, like, like we all do, like we all do. Do you intermittent yeah. fast every day? Do you do it every day, your intermittent fasting? I do. And I wow. really hope that my husband would think it would be really fun to not do it on the weekend, but he's still all in, so we do it every day. Every day. That's so um, gush. My goodness. I find that really hard to do it every day, but good on you. I think if, if you, well, I, it's only because it's become a habit. I've only yeah. been doing it since July, but I loved what it did to my body so much. Oh, like, yeah. Going. So prior to that, I was getting the perimenopausal, what is going on? Everything's a bit you know sluggish and I was like this is just rubbish and I just thought that was what I had now and I think a lot of people settle for thinking that's this point in life and actually there's a lot you can do to counteract it yes yeah it's been amazing and it's it's you know for anyone watching who doesn't know it's basically intermittent fasting is not eating between so I don't eat from when I eat dinner at about 6pm until about midday yeah and what, what it does is it means that your body instead of having to digest what you've just eaten it goes around like a dumper truck nutritionist there picking up all the stuff in your body that it needs to detox and get rid of gives your body a chance to rest and do that rather than having to digest your constant stream of what's coming in yeah Um, yeah. that's basically it yeah Yeah, thank you yeah good point for people who don't know what intermittent fasting is but it is brilliant actually 
So we're going to go into a fire round, Sue, which is a bit fun, uh, fun round. Yeah, 10 questions, just quick answers, or however long you want to take. But before we do that, do you want to just tell um, us a little bit about your podcast, what it, what the mission is of uh, Limitless Podcast? Yes, so I, so, I, um, so as I mentioned, Limitless, my company is, um, is coaching and speaking and workshops to basically equip and help people to live their all out most incredible life that they haven't even dreamed of. So, Brilliant. you know, most of us aren't living out our potential because we're scared, because we don't know what our potential looks like. And so when you take the time to explore what those things are, it's incredibly powerful and, and people, you know, realize things about themselves that they had no idea. It's not about me saying, oh, I've got it all right um, with my clients. Yeah. You have to live my life because that's what my limitless life looks like. So we explore what theirs looks like and I've got the right questions to get the answers. And, you know, so hopefully the reason I wanted to put an online course on was um, because my coaching, there's only so many people I can coach within a week. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to impact a bigger audience. And obviously it's lower end in terms of price points. So I figured it would be a great way for me to come alongside people and say, it's okay, we've got this, yeah. I'm here for you, you know, and kind of handhold through what is a slightly tricky time. And so the podcast is, um, I started because for me, Limitless Living is the whole package. It's, yeah. I, I sort of liken it to if you were driving a car from London to Scotland, you'd get nowhere if you didn't have a map. So that's where the coaching comes in. That's where exploring where you're going in life comes in and how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't get anywhere if your car wasn't serviced. So I think that's the, the fitness element of life. And if you didn't have any petrol in the tank, which is the nutrition, you get nowhere. So Brilliant. it's all synergized. And so for, lim- for me with the Limitless podcast, I wanted to use it to share things that I've learned, tools and techniques on my journey that helped me. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted it to be interviews with people who inspire me, who, you know, can inspire my audience into living their all-out limitless life. So, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. And yeah. Well, you have been yours. Yeah, so, yeah. So- I have, I've actually been, I have listened to some of yours as well and I love the one about the tribe. Oh my goodness. Um, oh, if you're okay. listening, what's the name of, oh, sorry, I should have written it down, what's the name of that podcast I'm talking about? It's something to do with tribes. I think it's called Find Your Tribe. Find Your Tribe. You have to listen to that, everybody. Um, it's brilliant. I want my sons to actually listen to that one as well because it is so important. What you what you yeah. talk about in that, it is so important. So, yeah, brilliant. Realising how everybody around you is impacting you and that you're a choice as to whether you allow that or not. Yeah. Um, and it's really important now. And I think a lot of people will have noticed in lockdown, you know, possibly you reached out to people that you didn't expect to and likewise maybe there were friendships that you actually haven't lent on and that you yeah. have learnt you know truths about what that means yeah it's a really important time to have some honest conversation yeah that's actually yeah. a really good point there lockdown definitely did highlight um, you know who, who are good friends who really care about you and who, who really don't or maybe they're going through their yeah. own thing you don't know but yeah that's the thing and I think it's not about um, it's not about you know only being surrounded by people who make you feel great because everybody's going through a different journey. Yeah. But I think if um, 
if someone constantly makes you feel a certain way or if you thought a relationship was one thing and it's transpired to be something else sometimes relationships are for a certain time and we move on and that's okay and I think that's right lockdown as anything it's that there's no time for superficial friendships that don't mean what you thought they did or, yeah you know, it's time is really precious yeah I, everyone feels quite time short and so it's making the relationships you have in your life matter yeah and, yeah yeah absolutely so we're going to go to the fire round soon my uh, if you hear some patting my dogs decided to join us in this room so that's amazing because my Kids rabbits are um, outside here, but sometimes they thump on the floor. And they're like, oh, I'm hearing your thump, which is really cute. Yeah, I'm just hoping um, she doesn't knock my setup over. I mean, he has to go. I'm really sorry about this. Before we, before we go to the quick fire round, I mean, I love what you do for people with scars because I think it's the impacts that you must have on people and how they feel about themselves. Yeah, is so huge, and I think there's so little out there for people with regard to scar advice and what to do. You know, when I first yeah. did my um, head injury, I went to um, a huge clinic in um, in the Sloan Square area, let's right. call it that. Right. And, and, um, and obviously you're really vulnerable and, uh, and so I was advised that what I needed was £4,000 <gasps> of laser treatment. Wow. And I was very aware that I didn't want to have that. I... I, I I, because there's always more to spend, better things to spend four thousand pounds on. Yeah. I'd rather go out on holiday with my family, and um, and I also felt really strongly that I had people following my star journey who were really relying on me to discover what was possible within the scar world. And yeah. Healing. And what I didn't want was to turn around and go, "Well, I had four thousand pounds worth of laser treatment," because people can't, you know. And so I'm yeah. really passionate about doing it myself and finding out what's possible without breaking the bank that's so, amazing um, you know what you offer people is just so important and you know it must, you must literally have people stopping on you I do I do but it's the yeah. best feeling in the world I mean every yeah. time I it's life changing for some people um, and <laughs> that's amazing and, and that's how it was that's how it was for me when I first had so I actually went and had a procedure done so I suffered I suffered from alopecia um, I'm okay now thankfully it's all going back but I went in and out of alopecia so I went and had the procedure done it completely blew me away for somebody who was feeling so low low in confidence and for, you know overnight with the procedure I just felt amazing it gave me a huge boost and I just thought you know what this is incredible I trained and trained then did medical and now I have I have people come to see me globally so it's because I'm so passionate about what I do though it's like my mission so if somebody walks through the door it's like right I've got to get this right and I've got to make it work the best I can so thank you thank you when you have that passion though it's so tangible like it's it's amazing because it's like feeling like you're impacting people and you know with clients that's what we basically search for is what is their why what is what is their impact on the universe when they're not here going to be yes what legacy are they leaving yeah that stuff yeah and I just think what you offer um it's just so wonderful because it must just completely change people's lives it's amazing yeah as it did mine thank you yeah. So this is the fun part. <laughs> well, hopefully. <laughs> what is what was the best interview you've ever done? Um, 
probably Will Smith. Wow. Um, wow. He was so massively famous at the time. I mean, he's famous. He's, and, and, you know, he wasn't on his kind of life inspiring journey that he's on now with his incredible YouTube videos and stuff that he did. But he was just this incredible actor and just gracious and wonderful to interview and the nicest person. Um, yeah, so probably he was quite excited. Oh, he's got quite an infectious laugh as well, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's just lovely. Yeah. Nothing, not a prima donna bone in his body. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Have you ever been starstruck or was that the time? Um, have I ever been starstruck? I used to, the weird thing when you're in that arena is because I never wanted to be famous, I just wanted to present that show. I've never really thought of myself as famous. And so whenever I meet somebody famous, I'm always, I always feel, um, What's the word? Not lesser than them, that's the wrong term, but I feel like they're famous and I'm not. Wow. So I'll be starstruck whenever I meet someone famous. Oh, wow. I just think, wow, you're famous. It's really, it's a really weird, I, I don't think I was ever cut out for that. I mean, you know, and, you know, it was fun, but I'm glad I'm not there anymore. Oh. Your favourite dinner to cook and eat? Do you cook? Do you cook? Oh, I cook a lot. Actually, we recently had, and you know that delivery company, Bristow? Yeah. So we recently, my sister messaged me and went, they're doing half time. Yeah, yeah my son did it. <laughs> so I signed up for it and we've literally eaten Gusto for about the last month. My whole family <laughs> don't know what to them. And every day we're doing something different and it was kind of my coming plan for everybody joining in because it's all done and it's all weighed out. Yeah. So it's like, look, who's cooking tonight? Happy days. It's not money. We've, it's quite tricky in my family because we've got my husband Trey and my daughter Kaya um, uh, eat everything. I'm a pescatarian, don't oh. me, and my son, my son's vegetarian, so I have to cook three different meals every night. Oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> lucky, lucky them because I wouldn't bother. <laughs> oh wow, it's like whoa, really? Like every night, I'm like, oh. oh. I think in lockdown, that was actually the thing I found hardest. I felt like I was just I, I got to the point. And I'm like, if I have to dream up another meal, yeah, we will do lunch as well. Yes, that was like, wow. Yeah, it's true. Actually, that's a good point. What is the weirdest thing a fan has ever sent to you or done? Oh, um, <laughs> um, I had some really weird ones um, <laughs> when I was on Peter. The funny thing was, obviously, there was no social media, and so the only way you knew what the audience thought of you was when they would write to the show. And we had a correspondence unit who would, um, unbeknownst to me, filter the letters. And so all you saw were people saying, I loved your boots, I love you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was lovely. The world was great, and you just thought, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Didn't see weirdos going. Um, and I did have a, a few weird fans. Really? Some strange things that I couldn't actually say out loud. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know um, illustrating anyway yeah no so I had some weird fans I guess what can I say of things that people have ever sent me um no, I think they were, they were all sadly quite rude. I mean, you get the odd sketch that someone's done of you where you literally are like, I guess the weirdest thing when you meet people is is how much people feel able to say 
Yeah. But you would never say to a normal person in the street. Like people always say, I'm um, slimmer in person, I'm taller in person, and prettier in person. And I'm never sure whether to be thrilled for me or super offended for the TV version. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but telly adds ten pounds anyway. So you know, when I'm oh, yeah. Peter, you do look bigger on telly than you are. Yeah. Yeah. What's your worst annoying habit? Um, uh, I, I, and I've only recently realised it's an annoying habit. So if I'm having a conversation with someone and they say, um, I went to Ibiza last year, I would say, oh my gosh, I went to Ibiza. Isn't it lovely? Now, only when I did my NLP training did I realise that actually some people think that's you trying to hijack a conversation. And I always thought that was me bringing a commonality to the conversation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, where did you go? Isn't it great? So, it's, it was a real learn in how people process the world completely differently. Wow. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what I thought was a positive, some people would read as being a hijacker of a conversation and making it about Oh gosh! And I got as trying to. Yeah, so would I. I would. Yeah, that would be me as well. Actually, gosh, that's going to make me think about that now. <laughs> oh dear. So, who are the main people in your tribe? friends who do different things in my life I make sure that I'm always surrounded by people who fill me up like even um, even people even somebody at the school gate for example if if I get to the school gate and you know it's raining and they're like oh of course it's raining again uh-huh. I'm not likely to search them out to stand next to because yeah. I'm all about looking for the positive and there's no point dragging other people down it's like it is what it is and I'm always looking for the good in something so I do try to surround myself with radiators not drains yeah that's amazing what's the one thing you wished you knew before I love this point that I'm at in life. I am 50 next year. I feel like I have been given a new chapter that could easily have been taken away this time last year. And I am going to hit 50 next year feeling so bloody incredible. Brilliant. And I'm so passionate about um, equipping women particularly to live an all-out life but not to hit their 40s and 50s and think they're going to tread water yeah it's safe yeah and just trundle on I'm like freaking no you grab it by the horns yeah live it brilliant so Nick you know I I really want to empower people so I think the thing I wish I'd known is I'm much more actually don't care what people think these days yes versus when I was 20 or whatever yeah worried about everything and I think I'm so comfy in my skin and if you don't like me that's completely fine with me because you're not my person it's you know um, I wish I'd had that confidence younger. Yeah. Well, that almost goes on to my next thing that I was going to say is one sentence uh, to give out to the um, listeners. What would it be? One, just one message. Um, but you gave a few there, actually. 
freaking live it. That is honestly, I don't swear, but I really could right now because I just think, what are we doing if we're not? You know, there's a gorgeous quote, um, which is, "Tell me what is it you plan to do with this one wild and precious life?" Mm. And I just think this year has been such a reminder. And at the start of the year, I obviously follow a lot of coaches and positive stuff on Instagram, and there were so many people talking about 2020 being an awakening and the word awake was really out there and and I think we were all excited going yeah it's a new decade you know we're awake 2020 and what an awakening it's been yeah. if we don't use this um, obviously lockdown's been awful you know we would much yeah. rather it hadn't happened yeah. but it has so there's no point looking at it and going oh poor me we have to look at where we're at now and how we can power out of it because you know it's it's just woken us up to life yeah that like, like happened for me last year it can change like that yeah brilliant lastly yeah. what does feel fabulous mean to you fabulous to me is all of it it's it's making sure that you're showing up to life in the right way it's taking care of all elements of your life and realizing you can't look after one part without making sure you're taking care of the other it all does that yeah feel fabulous is all elements of life kind of working you know um, I, in coaching we call it when when something's resonating those times when you feel on fire when life's yeah. just working when all the cogs are just kind yeah. of going and, and you know for me it's about um, living in line with your values and your purpose and just owning it that's, yeah. that's really fabulous yeah. brilliant oh thank you so much Katie it's oh, been so lovely so speaking with you, you. your I'm energy I know well maybe next time but um, yeah so hopefully yeah definitely maybe next time but your energy it's just like I love your energy it's just like an energy ball it's so positive and just your aura is so bright it's beautiful where can the listeners find you so they can um, follow me on Instagram and social media across the board I'm at I'm Katie Hill I am Katie with a Y Hill um, and actually what I'd love them to do is my website I've started a newsletter which mm-hmm. is going down really well talking skincare I, I the most recent newsletter I sent out a skincare offer which is mind blowing <laughs> with the skincare that I love brilliant you can subscribe to it at katiehill.com because then you'll be the first as well to find out about my online course and get in line for that but excellent you know, anything I can do to support people I get so many um, private messages from people with scars who are grateful for the fact that I'm sharing my journey so I'll now be able to you know tell them about you and thank just you to be able to help people through it's amazing times of life yeah um, an amazing gift and a great thing to be able to do it is amazing gift synergy with what we're both doing in different areas absolutely absolutely it's just sharing sharing isn't it it's just sharing yeah I don't know if you can you probably can see my scar I can't you know what I was looking really hard earlier and obviously my eyes trained for this and I couldn't see it okay so if anyone follows um, Nina and they're watching this because they've got a scar I would love you to look for your sake at my 
my Instagram because at the top in the highlights I've got a scar care um, button and for you to see what this looked like this time last year and I I haven't seen Hina yet that's another chapter we're going to have but I've literally done this um, myself without spending out a load of money um, and I'm sure Hina would say it's like you let it you let it do its thing and then you see what's possible from here but I'd love to encourage you because when you see what it looked like this time last year I think you'll be quite shocked oh wow yeah I'm going to have a look as well yeah. right okay thank you very much everybody oh, for tuning yeah. in um, but yeah th this will go out on my podcast as well and obviously it's streaming live and um, yeah. we will definitely catch up again and I can put it out on mine as well so I can send some lovely people your way fabulous thank you it's <laughs> oh, lovely to meet you thanks bye now bye thanks for coming in bye, uh, bye now